Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to Missed Apex iRacing Podcast. Let's get faster. Welcome to Missed Apex iRacing Podcast, the show that looks at iRacing from a hobbyist point of view. Uh, we have taken a summer hiatus, but as promised, we have returned and we've changed things up slightly. We're going to have a shorter, sharper format. I'm bringing on just one guest a week, but I am varying the experts that we're having coming on. So don't worry, we've still got the likes of, of Dory coming on. Brad Philpot is coming back into the fray, even though. And this is painful to talk about, even though he's gone from virtual reality back to flathead land. We're going to forgive him. We're an all-encompassing podcast here. But kicking us off as our first expert guest is uh, Stuffy. Stuffy, how's it going, buddy? Hey, Spanners. Thanks for having me back on after, obviously, a little hiatus. I think this is third time. Third time now, third or fourth. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah Appreciate we do we, we, we don't hate you, so that's fine. And I, I honestly, I get a, I get a real buzz out of, of joining an iRacing F3 session and you go, oh, there's Stuffy off of YouTube. He's in this session as well. And then when I say hello to you, you recognize me. So I, I'm in with the big kids in iRacing now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good to see uh, some of the Missed Apex boys. Uh, I've seen them every now and then. And I had uh, the honor of Mr. Van Jean in my uh, one of my videos not too long ago and i got him spinning out right in front of me in all its glory so uh <laughs> fantastic i've missed it's, that uh, one. it's good to see you guys i will catch up with that uh today i think i'm gonna grill you about some gt3 and some um lmp2 but i also want to try and convince you to join our little mini swarm championship on a monday as well where we we yes. shadow the future f3 official race and then we do our own little mini league yeah, definitely. Yeah, you mentioned it to me last week. It's just more about my if my schedule's free, one hundred percent. I'll uh, I'll be there. It's it's the it's the brush off that I expected. But look, <laughs> let, let's um, let's talk kit. You looked offended when I talked about Brad because you're also a flathead. I'm not a flathead. Oh, you VR? Oh, phew! Thank goodness. I'm VR. Oh, I'm so sorry to have insulted you in such a <sighs> horrific way. <laughs> I, I I genuinely am. No, yeah, I've I've always been VR, and I don't think I could go back. So, I've always said, yeah triples maybe to have best of both worlds but flat screen monitor oh no so when i was doing a a flat screen monitor in fact most of the time i was using a laptop and then like propping it up on a book so it was like as open as it would go and that's my experience of flathead Uh, i went to brad's (laughs) for a coffee this morning jumped on his triple screen new triple screen rig and uh, it was interesting because i i have been fervently anti-flathead 
when it's fill pot, you know it's going to be like the best available. So it's three really good curved monitors in front of you. And I, and I sat in it, and I have to say, definitely still, I'm a VR guy through and through for this. But it was it was still it was more immersive than I imagined, and it was like quite nice to not have the pain in the ass of of putting the, the headset on and off. Yeah, I, I mean, I personally have never tried triples. Um, triples, as I said just a short time ago, I, I would be open to the idea of getting them for me in space, hence why I went down the VR route. Yeah. And I would like to have the best of both worlds. So it's been more when I'm doing endurance races. Um, it'd be nice to not have to have a VR headset on your head for two hours at a time. <laughs> but for the, the VR headset feels like you're in the car. The, this triple monitor that Brad had, it was really good, but it's a really good sim. And you can't get away from it's a sim. You're doing sim racing and it feels really great and it's the best that you could do. Mm. Uh, but when you put the VR headset on, you're in the car. And that's that's the thing for me is like, that's hard to get rid of, just being in the world. I don't care if it's a little bit fuzzier. I don't care if it's blockier. I want to be in my race car. Uh, let's uh, let's find out what kit you're using as well because you have that gorgeous uh, McLaren Formula wheel, which I'm jealous of. What's it attached to? It's attached to a Fanatec uh, V2.5 Club Sport base, and it's it's changed my life. Uh, my, <laughs> well, well, my... well, it's changed your life. <laughs> okay, it has. Yeah, I've 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 spent so much time on the sim racing, and before that, I had a Thrustmaster kind of basic wheel, equivalent to a G29 Logitech, and my eye rating is just uh, has just shot up. I'm now over 3k, um, and I put that down to the mm. wheel because I'm just so much more consistent and much faster okay actually this is an interesting talking point before we get to the the gt3s when i went from the t300 thrustmaster to the tspc i have now i gained over a second instantly and it was all on a corner exit for me and actually realizing oh you you can put your foot down that snap isn't going to kill you you can just kind of deal with it uh so we've been doing f3 at watkins glen I've been doing, I know the time I've consistently been doing without a, a, a toe, I've been doing 39.2s. Got into to Brad's rig. He has got the SimuCube Direct Drive Sport uh, 2 Pro. So like a, it's like a 1300 pound wheel and this amazing <laughs> rim. And I, I instantly beat my time. And once I started pushing, what I realized was mid-corner, you can feel so much more. You can make decisions mid-corner and really get on the power so much earlier. So I think someone who's naturally risk averse like me on a corner exit will really benefit from like a wheel like yours or going up to the direct drive i, I was just so disappointed because it, i think i think there's four tenths difference between my wheel and and brad's it, it is and exactly what you said there i i remember beating myself up because i was looking just comparing myself to the faster guys as you do and i was thinking what are they doing differently how are they able to get their foot down on the power so early i yeah. can't do that and unfortunately, yeah, it it was due to the equipment, and we are held back. Just like in real life, if the car isn't performing, yeah, some drivers are held back by the equipment. It's exactly the same in sim racing. So I was told by some people, well, if I went back and then went back on a T three hundred, then maybe I would be more able to deal with it, knowing what I know. But like Watkins Glen, there's a really horrible left hand turn towards the end of the the lap, a left hander um, over a hill, and and the back end tends to go. Well, with this, with Brad's. Uh, simu cube the back end went but instead of like panicking and slowing down it's like i oh, no drama bit of oppo and, and then just power through it whereas with my wheel i'm like i'm feeling certain death you know like the back end steps i go well that's death back out and then go wide um 
So, yeah, I'm sure there are some people out there who have natural talent that could do it with a, a Logitech G29. I feel like me with my natural lack of talent, the more information you give me, the more I can do with it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm. And that's why I always recommend, and everyone does really in the sim racing community, if you're going to upgrade any piece of equipment first, you upgrade yeah. your pedals. Because you having non-load cell pedals is just... Yeah, massive disadvantage. A massive disadvantage. And the amount, straight away, as soon as I upgraded, I was like, whoa, how much time? Why did I not do this sooner? Yeah. Um, but it's the, same, it's the same with the wheel as well. But that's kind of the natural progression. And yeah, unfortunately, that is, uh, that is the way. If you've got the best equipment, you're more likely to um, put more practice in as well because you've got nice equipment. And uh, ultimately, that's going to equal lap time. Stupid. I went through all this with golf, you know. 10 years ago and i thought i said never again and now sim racing is doing the same to me uh, with the pedals yeah with potentiometer ones you're you're kind of guessing and you try and get used to the amount of distance for the lock but with a load cell you don't guess or judge it you feel it and so when you when i put my boy on it my 11 year old straight onto the, a load cell pedal after doing potentiometer and he at first he went it's stuck i said no 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 it's, it's not stuck honestly you just you just press it and he's like well how how hard do you press? and he goes i'm, I'm like Honestly, you'll just know, and 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 he did because <laughs> it's much easier to judge the pressure than it is the the distance. Anyway, enough uh, equipment chat. Uh, you said to me you've been doing some some GT three stuff this week. We are thinking of putting on a GT three twelve hour endurance race in December. So I want to chat all things GT three. What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, well, my I've been doing a bit of GT3 this week. I've joined the GT3 league um, elsewhere, so it was at Road Atlanta. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it other plans, but I've done a couple of officials, and they haven't gone well. <laughs> Road Atlanta is awful, oh. firstly. I hate that track. It's blind. It's You have to guess. Uh, how have your officials gone? Uh, I've done two, and I've finished zero. Oh, really? So you've not uh, even got to the it's end? Been, okay. Yeah, it's two, two varying experiences. Well, Actually, two very similar experiences um, that I'm seeing kind of across all um, all officials at the moment, really. But it's, it's a couple of uh, couple of dodgy moves, shall we say? Um, I think I mentioned to it before I come on here. Yeah. But the the Verstappen move is what I'm <laughs> calling it at the moment. Tell me what you mean by the Verstappen move. When Verstappen likes to get on the inside of someone and forgets someone is on his outside. Mm. And that he has to leave them racing room and just drives to the edge of the track. And I am seeing that being replicated on iRacing all too often. And oh. unfortunately, we're not it's it's very difficult to go side by side on iRacing anyway, because unfortunately we have this thing called net code where there's an imaginary gap and the Sometimes, servers yeah. think we've hit each other. Um, so it's bad enough at the best of times, but I've had it so often. Okay, so before I get too much um, hate mail, uh, the, the <laughs> Verstappen move that we're talking about where you just run the car off wide on exit is a move I hate, but before it was a Verstappen move, it was definitely a Hamilton move, and I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan as well, but Hamilton has done that <laughs> on so many occasions to drivers. Like, he just bullied poor old Nico Rosberg any time they got side to side. He would just drive to the edge. And I was, as a Hamilton fan... I was screaming at Nico Rosberg, going, just hold your ground. I wanted to know what would happen if Rosberg just held his ground and just Hamilton just, just hit him and just let him hit you one time and see what happens. And then Verstappen's come in and he's done it. He's done it even better than Hamilton, time after time after time. Mm -hmm. Just keeps going wide. People go, whoa, you lunatic, jumps out of the way. 
but because there's no contact, the stewards are like, well, there wasn't any contact. You, you drove out of the way. So in these cases where people are doing that to you, if you're just driving out of the way, they're just like, well, okay, I drove. The, the, there was no car in the space that I drove into anymore because he drove out of the way. And, and obviously in F1, that's why there's a controversy now because Hamilton's just going, well, no, I'm not driving out of the way and they're hitting each <laughs> other. So, but in, in uh, iRacing, we don't have you know, any stewards. So when someone's up the inside of you, are you just jumping out of the way or do you just go, oh, well, hit me then? Well, I'm always respectful. Uh, Will tool racing. The difference is, is that when I'm in that situation, I leave plenty of room and I want a race long battle. That's what I'm there for. I'm obviously content creating as well. So I want yeah. something to, to put online that people can enjoy. And also it's a much greater experience for, for everyone. The amount of messages I get afterwards of people go, oh, I really enjoyed that battle and yeah. things like that. I've just had it all too often uh, where people just... They, I feel like people don't appreciate defending on iRacing. They get frustrated and then they do silly things like that. As soon as they get an opportunity, they just try and drive drive you off the track in, and, in all essence. And, and this is the frustration people have with the officials, which is, yeah, you can protest, but so what? You're never going to see that guy again. That's why people jump at the chance of entering like a good league. But how do you deal with it from a streamer point of view? Because I've I've been I'm, I'm technically setting myself up for a stream for, for streaming. Mm-hmm. I want to be regularly in the top splits before I, I start doing it properly. But I flash stuffy. I I flash my flash to bang is very short, and like <laughs> I, I got taken out by a guy who spun out, uh, and then he he spit he, he spun across the whole track trying to get himself back on track and took me out. I was on the opposite side of the track, and my instinct is to be that I'm like no. So how how do you control yourself on a stream? Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. <laughs> it depends if I'm streaming or I'm not. Um, mm. It all depends on the situation, really. I think sometimes people do need to be called out for, for stupidity mm. um, because it's. we're very fortunate now that a lot of the series, we've got hourly races. We've got the alter, alternate of open and fixed. Whereas, oh, I've seen some shockers at Watkins Glen this week. Um where people haven't made it to the first corner. If that was iRacing of old, you'd have to wait two hours to the next race yeah, and it could happen yeah. again. So it's uh, we're fortunate, but I still think people need to be called out on it. I try and hold my tongue as much as I can. Um, at the moment, I'm just being a little bit disheartened by it, but I'm just, I haven't even got any words to say because it is that common, which is a, which is a shame. So iRacing gained a lot of kind of early traction by being the, the service where, they had the safety rating and the the safety points, and that works to to an extent. But it just it depends how much people care about it. Is this all like top splits with um, high license drivers, or is this like a C class bandit coming in with a high I rating? No, it is uh, obviously now I'm I'm regularly in top splits. Yeah, um, especially for F three, not not so much GT three. I am seeing the the, the same names, and I am becoming aware of people. Once it happens once or twice. I'm becoming aware of the names of people yeah. that I have to be, give a little bit of a wide berth or approach them differently, just as you have to do if you was racing in real life. There's there's people yep. that you know you have to treat differently. Um, but yeah, for obviously lower splits down, I see it, I see it happen. I get clips sent in discords and stuff of people moaning. So it's um yeah, it's it's a difficult one. I, I did start off doing like a Spanners F3 adventures where I was clipping out. Maybe I'll try and be better at that and just clipping out and just going, <laughs> look, this is a thing that happened. I'm not like naming and shaming 
but I am naming and shaming. Um, but in our Missed Apex community, you know, we'll go to, we'll be, we'll, there'll be like five of us in a race. And on Discord, we'll go, well, uh, Francesco there, by the way, he's a lunatic. And like the other four people would be like, oh, yeah, no, he is a lunatic. And then there's one guy who's like, oh, no, he's directly behind me. And then sure enough, Francesco goes and just wipes him out and stuff like that. So at least if you are doing a series, you do tend to, the community's small enough that you do know those names. But there's not really that social pressure. There's a few guys there who every single time they're either taking people out or they're spamming the chat or they're being abusive on chat. And everyone knows it. You talk about it and people are like, yeah, we know. But there's no real way to enforce it. It's a weird kind of middle ground, isn't it? Because I guess for iRacing, it's just a, a manpower issue. Yeah, it is. And I'm of the mind that I'm there to have an enjoyable race of course i want to win i want to finish as high up as possible but there's some people that are just you know they're gonna go for a, a gap that isn't there and you're just best off just letting mm. them pass and the amount of times i've done it they'll crash on, i've been on the stream i've gone oh here comes so and so um <laughs> don't worry we'll let him pass it'll take so we'll we'll uh we'll reap the rewards from the carnage and then a couple of laps later lo and behold what's happened so, so, we, so yeah, if, yeah if it's f3 after the show i bet i'll name three names and i and i bet that you've heard of those those guys okay so we'll, we'll come up with a system we'll come up with a system we'll, we'll band together to to highlight this kind of thing um watkins glenn f3 before we go to gt3 sorry um you were saying it's quite it was quite crashy and quite random I, I did a couple of midday races and two midday races in a row all three splits Every single driver who finished on the lead lap got positive eye rating, which tells you that it was incredibly crashy. It was absolute carnage. And all you have to do is survive. It's one of those tracks. Um, and it's Snetterton coming up next, which is a track I've never driven, which I'm going to have to pay 15 quid or whatever it is to do just this one week. I've heard it's kind of bland, but I don't really know anything about it. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I've just done a track, guys. So I've run quite a few laps on it oh, last course. night to put it together um so cheeky little plug there go check that out guys yeah yeah we'll do a link <laughs> give me a link but and we'll put it in the show notes <laughs> but um yeah in, in the thick setup um that's really planted around there and i think it's going to make for much better racing believe it or not than watkins glen watkins glen it was without the bus stop chicane so there was it was very draft heavy with that back straight so i think that's why there was a lot of crashes people just forget that you're breaking point changes when you're in yeah. someone's draft when you've got a second's worth of draft snetterton isn't so much like that it's high downforce a few couple of hairpins um obviously some corners that you've got to be wary of where there will be inevitable crashes but i think it's going to make for much better racing than than watkins glen watkins glen as well it gets a bit boring when there's just such a long mm -hmm. draft because that's the main overtaking point it's just like oh there you are and you can't you can't lose someone you know you get ahead of them but if you don't you have to get like 8.8 .8 seconds ahead and, and 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 unless you want them to draft you back i felt really guilty on the straight oh my gosh there's a bump on the straight yes and it's where the bus stop chicane would be so you go down that straight i can i can say this now because the race is finished but i've benefited from this so much if you're on the far left you're fine if you're one card's width in you hit the bump you ground out on the fixed setup and slow down so you've got to make sure at all costs that you're on the outside. So I was like faking to go down the inside. I was making it look like I was desperate to get down the inside and then last minute getting to the outside. And then what would happen is you'd get to that bump and even if they were ahead of you, they would ground out and, and fall back. Did you notice that? 
I did, yeah. Yeah, and I was just using that to, and I felt guilty in the end because these people must have been getting so frustrated. I'm getting the run on him. Why? I've got the run. Why isn't it happening? It's just knowing the track. It's it's just, good, there's Snetterton as well. There's a little bit on the main straight. Oh, is there? The, uh, where where are we are? Tell me, go on. On the right-hand side, there's a big bump mm-hmm. um, around halfway down the main straight but does the similar thing, grounds the car out and you lose quite a bit of speed. So you want to be to the middle or left-hand side of the track. But it's a difficult one because the first corner is a very high-speed corner mm. and you want to be on the inside. So it's um, you don't want to be too far over. But uh, yeah, okay. just, that's another thing to I'll check out. I'll look out for that. Okay, tell me what you're doing. What are you doing in the world of GT3? Yeah, so, so, I'm so Road racing... Atlanta, sorry. It was Road Atlanta. How, how are you finding it? Because I, I did, I did um, what did we do? Uh, spa we did the spa 24 hour and mm-hmm. i felt like a fish out of water i really struggled we had the lambo and it was just oh, yeah. i i don't know it was heavy and light uh, and i just i didn't i think you have to overdrive it and i wasn't that's not the style that i'm doing what are you driving uh, i've been driving the bmw recently so just before last season i did a couple of vrs endurances uh really enjoyed those uh, the bmw is probably the best gt3 at the moment it just rides the curbs like they're not even there right uh, and that's the thing with the gt3 cars and i racing of at the end of last season the bmw was very overpowered but they've balanced it out a bit more now and there's a nice variety so um it, each track is going to suit a car differently so the lamborghini for example this week is very low rides it's not doesn't suit road atlanta's bumps whereas the bmw right. is is much better but i haven't done as many races as i'd like to i really do like gt3 cars uh, you do get some some good races and you get a pit stop as well which is um adds to a bit of a strategy element which i've always liked hence why i like the endurance so how, how long are the races the endurance and uh, endurance races are three hours long so they're every saturday and sunday blimey one pl- one person no you have to oh, do okay team. You can oh, okay. do it as one person, but you'll get disqualified. Oh, I see. Okay. So. <laughs> okay, so who, who's your buddy? Who's Give, give a shout-out to your teammate. Uh, Tony Turbo, uh, Anthony, or Callum Reed. So they're, oh, okay. the, they're the two guys that I normally race with, which is really typical. I couldn't make the VRS Endurance at the weekends. Those two guys mm. raced, and they ended up winning their split. Without you? Without me. Mm-hmm. So could you so, do three? Could you do a three-man team if you wanted to? You can do yeah. three. I think... Mm. If you do a three-man team, you are a bit of a slight time detriment mm. because the, of the um, driver changes. Because um, if you've got three, however many drivers you've got, so even if you've got four drivers, you have to have a point of where every single driver is in the car. Mm. Otherwise, you get disqualified. Right. So generally, most people do it with two, but you can do it with three as well. So I'm, I'm with you. But when I did the, the Spa 24, the way I was driving was, so different because i had teammates and and my first stint wasn't until 12 hours into the the race so imagine it was yeah complicated i was actually i was unwell at the time but uh i jumped in did that stint and you go there's so much pressure to not ruin (laughs) to like not ruin what everyone else has done in a car i didn't know very well and and i felt like i had to really drive within myself but i guess that is the whole philosophy with endurance driving in general is kind of driving within yourself, looking at the big picture. Yeah, definitely. There's there's a time to push and there's a time to not. I mean, I generally like going first because you just 
kind of get it out of the way and done with. Uh, and you're in control. I'm a bit of a control freak. I hate handing control over to people. Um, <laughs> so don't <laughs> be in a team. You're sitting there with your... Oh. But it's, it's, and likewise, there's been times where people have probably gone, oh, my God, Scott, why are you going for, <laughs> go for it? Why flat but out? Yeah, that's, <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. Driving, we are, it is an individual sport to an extent um, where it is just us against other people and, and the track. And that's why I love endurance races because it is a team event and it adds that you win together and you lose together, that typical Lewis Hamilton quote. Um, but it is true, and it's just so much more enjoyable when you get to enjoy those experiences. Oh, it's with lo- people. No, you're wrong. Right, I'll tell you why you're wrong. It's lose-lose. <laughs> so if you and me are on a team and something goes wrong, either I'm the idiot that ruined it or I'm annoyed at you <laughs> because you ruined it, <laughs> I'd rather just be annoyed at myself if I ruin it. Well, you say that. I did um, the VLN endurance. That's the the, the Nautch Life one Yeah. at the end of last season, and I allowed... Um, a teammate to go first and he was in the car for an hour and a half and he binned it so i just spent an hour and a half watching him lap the nautch life basically and then <laughs> oh binned it to the point that it was dead yeah binned oh, it to the, my to the point that it was dead yeah, yeah. um unfortunately <laughs> so yeah it was just <laughs> so personal question have you got kids no. No. And I think that's why you can afford to spend an hour and a half watching someone else play the video game <laughs> and then, sorry, video game, don't kill me, and, and then not even have your turn. Uh, but let's talk about the driving styles uh, a little bit. Um, like I said, with the Lamborghini, I, I felt like you, I had to overdrive it and be aggressive. A, am I right? Is that the same with all GT3 cars? Do you just need to muscle them a bit more? Yes and no. You can do. As I said, each car has its different characteristics. Um, when the Lamborghini first came out, I really enjoyed driving it. And then I just drifted away from it because I found the BMW or the Porsche uh, GT3 was just much better suited to my driving style. It was just, I don't know, they felt a bit lighter. I do think because the Lamborghini is very wide. Uh-huh. It's, um, but but there's tracks where where it that will suit its best. I mean, it's it's really good around Suzuka and things like that. And that's the good thing about GT3s is that different cars suit different tracks. Uh, it's not just the one car and that's it. Okay, let's talk. Let's put this in Mario Kart terms that every everyone <laughs> will understand. Uh, so, for example, like the Mercedes felt like it was the Bowser or, or the, the Donkey Kong one where it was like a lot of power, it's fast in a straight line, but you needed to get that stopped nice and early. <laughs> Give it a lot of warning that there's a corner and, and then get away. Yes, yeah. Uh, just to elaborate as well is that each car has different driving styles because the weight transfer. Ah, okay. So what you have to remember with these cars is that they all have engines in different positions. So Lamborghini is a mid-engine car. The Mercedes is a front-engine car, um, same as the BMW. So they all react differently, and that's why they suit different tracks better. Um, and... That's why, obviously, the lateral movement of, of the weight transfer as well is completely different to, say, driving Formula 3, where you can just throw it into any corner. Yeah, so with, with the Formula 3, I was speaking to Brad about that earlier, and he was just saying, because it's got relatively little power for its downforce, you can really like get a long way into the corner before you have to start worrying about, I don't know, slowing down and turning. Uh, and so that's something I've been working on as well, is you can, you can kind of aim for the apex quite a bit earlier like Watkins Glen for example like you can take a surprising amount of speed into the carousel 
before you have to really worry about being on the apex and stuff. Um, and then when you go to the GT3, it's completely different, completely different animal. Yeah, definitely. That, that's why with GT3s, there's more emphasis on trail braking. Sure. Uh, I remember a, a period of time where I hadn't raced a GT3 in months and I just I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. And, and I just couldn't get the braking right. I was oh, getting so frustrated with myself and then realized it's it's all to do with the, the trail braking because you're controlling the weight transfer of the car through the corner. Whereas with uh, open wheel cars, it's more of that initial um, brake pressure. Yeah. It, it, so so getting, the- getting up to the locking point as quickly as you can. Or, or progressively getting to the locking point and then and then you've got your weight forward and you're using your downforce and you're getting the grip on the front tyres. And I guess that's much more of an issue with the GT3s. So I guess I'm braking maybe further back than I think I need to. Get, yes. Easing the brakes on, getting the weight pushed forward, getting my weight onto the front tyres, I guess. And as you start turning, getting it onto your front tyre of choice. Is that is that the key? Yeah, that's that it. Yeah, and for? it's... it's- it's managing it's all about managing the weight transfer and just slight holding that brake a little bit of brake through the corners mm. and then on the throttle um we, we're quite lucky in gt3s that we've got abs as well so you can within reason stamp your foot on the brake uh the abs will kick in so it's not like the wheels will properly lock up it's that's why people race gt3s because you can have a be a little bit more argy bargy and uh, have a bit more of a more chance of a race. Yeah, I get it. Racing line. Just put the racing line on then. If that's what <laughs> is it. I, I mean, I guess is that realistic? That's the real life version of the GT3s would also have that. Someone said to me that the more because you can set the ABS level, can't you? And you can set the traction control level and stuff. So is it the more you rely on that, the more you like heat up your brakes and tires or whatever. Yeah, so mm. if the traction control kicks in, then it's gonna, it's kind of, it's all about inducing that intra- that traction so you get out of the corners, but it also bogs the car down right. as well. Yeah. So it's it's about finding that right balance. I have heard some rumours of people not even using any traction control, yeah, um, in sim racing because they feel like they just they have that much control they don't need it but us mere mortals um we need a bit, little bit of extra help speak for yourself I, I don't know i think i'd like to get to that point with a gt3 just because i've got so used to with the single seaters feeling for that bite point and and in one place where where i'm gaining an advantage on my peers not the top guys but my level peers is being able to get to that bite point and and flirting with it if you like and being you know, and, and less to a lesser extent, you know, on the power as well. Although everyone who's fast in the F3 seems to just go, what do you mean, feather the throttle? Just on. <laughs> From zero to on. Just go. Just deal with it. Um, okay. So lastly, before you go, because I want to keep these relatively short, mm-hmm. I want your advice for our winter GT3 12 hours. We're going to do 12 hours of, of Silverstone. So invite some teams to come in. It's for charity. Hey. It's for charity, baby. So you just pay like a charity fee. And then you come in. We were wondering about, I probably won't do this, but I know there's a lot of charity events where you can like pay a fiver to remove ballast or something like that. Like we might try, <laughs> you know, things like that. Just to try and um, you know, raise a bit of cash for this for this charity. But um, the my, 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 con, my co-conspirators wanted to do multi-class. And okay. I said, keep it GT3 or keep it single class because if we do multi-class, you've only got like 12 people in your class. Yes, you've got the action of all the the mixed pace, but you're unlikely to get like a close battle for the podium places. So I've I am pushing really hard for single class. What would you go for? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I get the excitement of multi-class, but I agree over the course of an endurance race of 12 hours, um, it's, it is kind of rare that you get people uh, that will get that close a fight toward the end for the podium places. Also as well, you've always got, if you do multi-class, there's the worry of faster cars uh, smashing, yeah. smashing into the slower cars, and especially with Silverstone where it's got some... Uh, slow corners, especially like at the ends. Is it club corner? I think it is. Yeah, Vale. Um, into there, it's you always bode the risk of of that happening. I think stick stick to GT three yep. and possibly even stick to fixed setups as well, because Ooh. then you've got more of a level playing field. Don't know how people feel about that, um, but there's this. You know, it's it's much more of a level playing field than it is someone who's spent X amount of hours putting time into a setup yeah bless those people who spend all the time on the setup but for me the negative rake uh f3 setups have just ruined open setup for me like i'm, I'm near and, and the fixed setups that they've been running for f3 alongside it every alternate hour uh has like just killed the argument i much much prefer the fixed setups why they decide to make the track oven temperature for the fixed setups, <laughs> i don't know but basically i describe it as there's the f3 championships and then there's the hacker league so yeah, like the, the 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 fixed is the the F three championship. Words. The open is just hackily because you just get someone who's just like a billion seconds ahead and just flies past you on the straight because they've got some weird you know negative rake hack thing going on. Anyway, good. This has been a great relaunch of the Miss Apex I Racing podcast. I'm very happy, Stuffy. You spell your name weird online. I never remember it. How can people find you? <laughs> Seventeen Y's on the end of Stuffy. It is. It's basically just my last name with an extra Y on the end. I still don't know who that person is who's taken my last Camping. name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's um, Stuffy with two Ys, S-T-U-F-F-E-Double-Y. Um, and yeah, I should be the only one on there. On oh, YouTube, so your genuine surname is Stuffy with one Y, S-T-U-F-F-E-Y. No. Oh. So S is my first initial, obviously my first uh, name is Scott. And, and then Tuffy is my last name. I'm with you. All right. I like that. I'll, I'll, I'm saying I'll put a link but Matt doesn't help me with this show, so it's unlikely that I will actually <laughs> remember. Um, if you want to suggest a topic or ask a question, uh, you're more than welcome. You can get in touch with me, spanners at mistapex.net. Just make the subject line iRacing or something like that. Um, and you can also email racecontrol at mistapex.net if you want to get involved in either our mini Swarm F3 Championship or our, our bigger broadcasted events as well you'd be more than welcome to join us all right we'll be back next week until then work hard be kind and have fun this was missed apex i racing podcast here's the bit that goes Pew!